Hello, everybody, and welcome to Built for Connection. My name is Patty Riley, and I'm happy you're joining me. This is episode three. I made it to my third episode, and I just want to thank all of you so much for watching and or listening or both <laughs> to my episode yesterday, The Curious Case of the Cat Sweater, and my story about Jean Bice, one of my mentors and best friends for years on QVC. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about why I have created the title Built for Connection for both the business book that I am still in the process of writing and editing and the business workbook or guidebook, as I call it, a brand strategy guidebook, which is actually going to be launching in less than two weeks. I just got off the phone with my team today and we're making some edits, but it's pretty exciting. I chose the title Built for Connection because I feel that as I mentioned in the first episode, that is how we're hardwired as human beings to connect. And I think that we've all noticed, especially during this social distancing, like I said, I live by myself. So I'm typically starved of any type of attention and realize sometimes that I haven't talked to a soul all day long and I'm putting myself to bed. So it can be a really unsettling time, obviously, when you're not in contact with people at all, or maybe it's being overwhelmed with people. And that would be my scenario at QVC. At QVC in a typical day, like let's say I have a three hour shift. In an hour program, we would have anywhere from six to 10 products. And a lot of times each and every one of those products had a guest, a different guest. So I was coming into contact with hundreds of people per day sometimes. It's true. And so over the course of 11 years, I can't even calculate or imagine how many thousands of people, tens of thousands that I've worked with, that I've met, that I've come into contact with. It's no wonder that the studio is like shut down and they only let a few people in right now. But um, it's a madhouse. It's like uh, there's constantly activity. So to go from that type of career to now where I'm running my own business and to be impacted negatively, obviously because of the current situation with COVID has been really tough. So I felt like Built for Connection was a strong title because it implies that it works for personal life and it's obviously valuable for all of our relationships. Every relationship that you have, it's built on that connection. And most of the times it's built on trust, right? Or not. <laughs> and the same thing applies to business because when I was talking in the first episode about brands that you're loyal to, and even now, if you were thinking about some of the brands that you've used just today, you might be thinking, gosh, you know, I don't even know why I'm really loyal to them. Like I grew up with them, I guess, maybe is that it? Or I've tried the others, this one just stood out. But it's all about you kind of building your own personal brand. So while the book is a business book, it is also a personal branding book, okay? And I'll explain why. Because especially now, though, truly, in like the, the world that we live in today, employers will actually look up your social information to find out if you're a good fit for their company, right? You might have all the experience in the world. You've got the schooling to back it up, the certificates to back it up. You took the courses. You, you've put in the time but they're still looking for that personality-driven brand. They're looking for that brand DNA that's gonna fit within their company. So it's really interesting, and that's why in the book and in the uh, guidebook, I speak about breaking that down and getting really, really clear 
with who you are. You know, if you were to write now, in fact, I'll give you a little quiz to describe yourself and your personal brand as you stand right now or sit or you're driving or whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you and your personal brand, think of three words that would describe your personal brand currently. Three words. Okay. So for me, mine, my three words are bold, dynamic, confident. That's my personal brand. That's my business brand. My business brand is my personal brand. So you see how that connects? So if you're at a place where you're not clear about how you would describe your personal brand or you're not in alignment with what you want your personal brand to be, you can work on that. And I can help you work on that too. Definitely through the brand strategy guidebook one-on-one -on -one, or even with courses that I'll be offering soon. But I wanted to share a couple of stories that happened with me at QVC that really I didn't realize until I started rebranding myself during this life pause that spoke to exactly what we're hearing the buzz about today, which is all about branding and brand building and brand strategy. So many of you know the name of the legendary comedian, Joan Rivers, amazing woman, and one of my favorite people I've ever worked with alongside Jean Bice, Susie Orman, Laura Geller, tons of others. But anyway, what people don't know about Joan is as brass as she was and as outspoken as she was, she was the most generous person I have ever, ever met. And I learned a lot from her. And I'll give you an incident. There was one evening that I was rolling into QVC. I think it was about 11 o'clock, close to midnight. I was still a newbie show host. It was in my first three years or so that I was on QVC. I was getting there a couple hours prior to my overnight shift. And you have to walk through the atrium and it's probably about 500 steps before you get, I'm speaking in steps because I'm tracking my steps every day, about 500 steps before you get to the host lounge. So along that hallway, I see a group of people walking towards me, obviously exiting for the night. And it happened to be Joan Rivers and her team. And of course, I'm all smiles and I say, hi, Joan. And she gives me a, a, a warm hello. Hello. <laughs> and I said, Joan, I love your necklace. And she's like, you do? Oh, thank you so much. Have a good show. Never thought another thing about it. Just smiled because that was my life. I was passing by people like Joan Rivers. The next day, as of course I slept in late because I'd worked an overnight shift, um, the doorbell rang at my house and I go to the door and there's a package sitting there on the step. And I open it up and it is the exact necklace from Joan Rivers with a note. Enjoy, JR. Yeah. Pretty powerful stuff, huh? You want to talk about personal branding and making a statement and standing out? Not that she needed my endorsement, really, but that's who Joan was. And subsequently after that, once I actually started working with her, because I think at that point I hadn't even officially co-hosted with her yet, she would send flowers, she would send her jewelry. I told her how my niece at the time loved ladybugs. My niece got this whole suite of ladybug jewelry. But that was the personal stamp that Joan Rivers put on her brand. And I thought it was amazing, amazing. And to this day, 
when I think about little extra touches that I can do for people, especially when they've done something for me or as clients that I have, I will try to go the extra mile to make that impression. And I'm no Joan Rivers, but I'm just saying, things like that make an impression It stayed with me all these years. Another incident that really struck me, and this is what I've actually coined after I tell you this story, I, I coin it sleep in the guest bedroom. I, I have like this whole theory about it. Um, and actually I'm in my guest bedroom. So I'll explain to you in a minute after I share this story, why I call it that. So I also befriended Maureen Kelly, who is the founder of Tarte Cosmetics. And she and I became very close outside of QVC. So there was one time when she invited me to stay at her place in New York, which I was super excited about because a night in the city and a place to stay was so cool. And I actually was with my friend Crystal at the time. She's one of my model friends. She lives in Arizona. Hey, Crystal. And she and I took the train and we went to New York and we went to Maureen's house and uh, we met her husband and saw her two little boys. And, and, and then we headed out for the night. And she just said, listen, I'm probably going to get home. You're probably going to get home later than me. Here's the code to get in. And then here's your room. So we had just you know, set our bags down. I was staying, we were both staying over for the night. Crystal and I went out. We had a great time. Don't remember the details. It's probably a good thing. Got back to Maureen's house, tiptoed in and went to our room. And obviously we had a, we had a full night, Crystal and I did. We did. We imbibed a little bit. We sure did. And I go into the room and on the nightstand, and you can't see the lamp this time, by the way, I am once again, videotaping and recording. There's the lamp. On the nightstand, there were two bottles, big 32-ounce bottles of water, a note taped on each that said, good night, and then the other one, sweet dreams, and then two Advil in front of each bottle. <laughs> okay, and I thought it was the sweetest, cutest touch ever. It was so thoughtful that ever since that day, I have decided that I need to personalize even the guest experience when they come into my house because I am a personal brand. As much as I'm a business and have a business, when you come stay here, this says something about who I am at my house. So for example, I have a visitor coming next week, happens to be Desiree. I have a little dop kit that I leave thanks to all my travels I've been able to collect and that's just me unzipping it to collect all these little things that I get. There's an eye mask inside, there's a freshly wrapped bar soap, there's a toothbrush, there are socks, and then of course, there is the Wi-Fi code and password. Now, I tell you this because when I was living in Pennsylvania in Westchester as a host, and this was before the Maureen Kelly experience, <laughs> the Maureen Kelly experience, um, I was having my master bathroom redone. And so I actually had to sleep in my guest bedroom. Now, I thought my house was so super cute. I had a hand-painted headboard and a nightstand from Valerie Parhill collection in the guest bedroom, and I loved it. It was super quaint. I had a pottery barn quilt, and everything was matching, and I was just like, oh, I can't wait till I have my first guest. Well, I ended up being the first guest, and guess what happened? I was like, where's, where's the outlets? There's no outlets. Why can't I find this? This lamp is too far away. Nothing was accessible. And I was so grateful that I was the first person to sleep in that guest bedroom because I wouldn't want that to be somebody's frustrating experience. 
You following me? Yeah. So I don't know if you have a guest bedroom. I don't know if you've ever slept in your guest bedroom, but I'm pretty sure you've either stayed at a hotel or you've stayed at somebody else's house where you can definitely relate to what I'm talking about, where you were like, where is the, I can't, my cord won't reach. I can't plug that in. Where's the light? How do you turn the fan on? What's the Wi-Fi code? Oh, I think they're in bed already. We can't wake them up and ask. That is a customer experience, believe it or not, right? That's somebody that's at your house and they're kind of, they're your guest. And businesses should be treating their customers like guests. What can we do for you? How can we make this experience seamless? You know, think about it as like, if you are a business and it's your website, nothing frustrates me more than when I go on a website and, you know, you call it the landing page. You literally land on the page and they also call, it's termed above the fold. So for example, and this is recording, but it would be, I wouldn't have to scroll. Whatever's above the fold should tell me what, how I win. What's in it for me? How do I win as a customer by shopping with your brand? If it is not loud and bold above the fold from the second I land on your website, guess what? I'm gone because Google tells me I have 1.2 billion other options, right? So it's one of those things that I take very seriously when I speak about this to my clients. I was working and was hired by um, a, a team that offered self-tanning, self-tanning mousse, self-tanning cream. And of course, um, prior to meeting with them, I do my due diligence and I go through all of their social. That's part of what I do as a brand strategist and business coach as I, as I check everything. I wanna go through all of it. I wanna see your content. I wanna read it. Does it connect? I wanna see your following. I wanna look at the colors. Does everything resonate? The first thing I noticed when I went to their website was there was no skin. I couldn't see any color. Where, where was the tan? There were no tan people. There were no tanning before and afters. There was no tan and they were selling tanning products. And I just, I didn't understand it. And I'm digging through because that's my job. I'm being paid to do that. But think about that if you were a customer truly looking for a tanning product. And my gosh, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to want to spend all that time digging and trying to uncover and how is this going to show up on me and does it smell bad and will it streak and will it work with my skin tone? I don't want to do all of that. So I also call that piece, don't block the exit. <laughs> don't block the exit because if you want someone to drop something in their shopping cart and follow through with that purchase, you have to make, the, um, you have to make that process seamless. You have to make it a seamless experience. The second people come up against friction, right? We have other options because thanks to crowdsourcing, star ratings, um, Google, obviously, and more, Reddit, all of these things, we have information at our fingertips and we have choices at our fingertips. So as customers, this is huge and businesses should be thinking about a different strategy and how you can personalize that customer experience by putting the two bottles of water with the sweet little note and the Advil, or by sending that necklace right off in the mail and putting a little thank you note. Those are the types of things that get you that standout word of mouth recognition that you want. That's where you get that brand love and loyalty. I mean, think about it. 
When was the last time you were super impressed with service? I'll wait. Exactly. It doesn't happen as much anymore, right? So if you're a business now, or if you're a personal brand, and your personal branding to kind of build your blog and and have people watch your IGTVs or your videos or follow you on you know follow your YouTube videos or sign up for your courses you have to stand out you have to figure out what's going to connect with your customer and i don't know about you but those personal touches really mean a lot to me because at the end of the day built for connection to me whether you are a business or you're a person means that you want to be seen you want to be heard, and you want to be understood. Boom. End of day. That's it. All right. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. Talk to you soon.